Today, we got a special guest, Aaron Diaz. He's an artist, rapper, lives down in Jakarta. Indo- Is it Jakarta? Do I got yeah. that wrong? You're in Jakarta. No, you got it right. All, right. All right, so Aaron, you could probably do a better job introducing yourself. So why don't you tell, tell the audience about yourself? Oh yeah, of course, yeah, my name, you know, my rap name is Diaz, you know, um, it's my last name, but you know, kind of rose off with the tongue and everybody called me that. They're like, yo, dear, yo, dear. So I just, that's what I stuck with. So yeah, I'm a, um, I'm a music writer. Specifically, the genre is strictly rap. Um, and, and yeah, I've just been out here in Asia for the past three to four years, just trying to network with as many um, rap heads as possible. All right, man. So you... Used to live in China, is that correct? Uh, no, I was. Yeah, but then the epidemic happened and situations happened, so a lot of foreigners just ended up murking from the country. So yeah, now I'm here in Indonesia, and yeah, just trying to make it happen out here. Um, networking with a few artists out here, but also you know doing some side hustles. But that's about it, man. Just surviving. Cool. All right, so hip hop in China, hip hop in Indonesia. We talked a little bit about this just over email. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just mm-hmm. sent some questions your way, and I thought it was kind of interesting the the perspective you had on China versus Indonesia in terms of rap. Could you get into that a little bit? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, well, first let me start off by saying I'm not sure if it's the the um, quarantine that changed my experience. So once quarantine is over, somebody else's experience might be different. But just from my experience while I was here, um, the Indonesians is cool. They got their own ind- individual lifestyle out here. Um, and the rap um, it's very old school. They got the old school and the new school. Um, but you know, it's a it's a few it's a it's a correlation of both the new school and old school. Um, but the out here, the rap scene isn't very commercialized. In Aichiku, so it's not as um, it's not as popular as it would be in North in Northern Asia. So um, so yeah, but the artists out here, they're still grinding. They still got this studio. They still making music, putting in work. So it's still all good. Yeah, because we we had Tone on a previous episode, and you guys are buddies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Tone got into like rap of China. So we talked about this on the show. And just rap really, or hip hop in general, really blew up in China rather recently. I mean, there was a scene there for a while. I mean, I remember in like the late 2000s, I went to like some hip hop shows in Shanghai that were like local scene. It wasn't like an international act who was in town, but there was like a real scene in China. And, and before that, like Japan had a pretty big scene in the 90s, even, you know, and. 
then it kind of moves into places like Indonesia in a different fashion. Do you do you know when hip hop like really like made a mark in Indonesia? I think it it made a mark there. I say about the I don't know because there's people out here that are diehard old school rap fans. So I think it, it also hit here in the '90s, but they just didn't give it a big um, platform to, or they don't they don't promote the IAZ. What's your purpose? Hold it enough out here, like um, because out here they they're they're more to the locals than they are with the with the foreigners. So most times here you see more of the um, the locals doing the shows. Which I could understand why, because, okay, yeah, they got to speak the language, and when they're spitting on the mic, I'm spitting on the mic in English, they don't understand what's your hope. So they fuck with the beat, and they fuck with the vibe. But when they got their own locals on the show speak rapping in Indonesian, I I, I sense from when I saw it, they had like a, a very, very strong feeling toward, you know, the energy that he was doing when he was, when he was rapping on the mic. So I'm feeling what he's talking about, you see? And that goes again to like, you know, people knowing, okay, the lyrics matter in hip hop and they always have most of the time. But the new school kind of gravitates because it's out here too, the new school and the old school. The new school gravitates more toward the um, melodic, multiverse, you know, um, but multiverse genre artists. So they do their thing, but they do more smaller venues from what I noticed. Um, but yeah, the venues here aren't as big as they are in North Asia. The, um, but Bali may be different. Bali, I'm not sure about. I think it's all, all in the aspect it's put South Asia has hip hop, but it's not as big or prevalent as it would be up North. Um, I think because they, they they lean toward more of the romantic music and the urbanized. You know, I'm talking about, right? I can assume just from my experience out here yeah. in South Asia. So, yeah, Bali. I mean, it's, it has a whole nightlife scene that's centered around tourism. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. kind yeah. of unique. And they spot. just opened it up. They just opened up um, Bali so that anybody anybody around the world can come back to it. I'd like to go back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm man. in Texas right I now. I like to go there. <laughs> the weather's not so bad here right now, but I, I get these killer allergies. Unfortunately, Unfortunately I, I'm oh, better. Yeah, Maryland, there's, right? there's, dude, there was probably like three, four episodes where my nose was completely stuffed, and I'm just like, oh, hello. Just like super nasally voice. Ridiculous. <laughs> I feel better now. I've been taking some special like uh, natural remedies, some kind of natural allergy solution yeah man, that cold is something i do not miss those winter seasons are not something i miss my homie my homie from atlanta he just also moved um up north i think in ohio he just showed me yeah. like a picture of just all the snow he's got a shovel he's like man i can't stand this shit i'm like yo oh man that's what happened when you go up north you know yeah so you're from rochester new york and that's that's not yeah, like, like new york, york city cold that's that's upstate new york cold that's like oh, yeah, deep that's snow colder, cold much colder yeah. much back in the 90s yo it used to be like three to five feet of snow back in the 90s but nowadays it got a little easier you know get back how about how about when you're going to school in the morning like waking up early getting on the bus was it dark like dark and snowy in the winter time in the wintertime, uh, 
Yeah, sometimes, you know, it's like, you know, they, we, it's, Rochester is sort of like a ghost town sometimes, you know? Yeah. So it's like at night, shit could get real spooky. Parts, you know? You might just pull up somewhere outside. It's like 20 motherfuckers outside. And you're like, oh, snap, I'm in the wrong spot right here. Let me turn back around, you know? But certain spots in Rochester is good and, you know, it's much more, um, um, much more peaceful. So I think it's all parts of that, like that, anywhere you go, you know? Technology's all kind of. I've been to the hoods here, you know? Like, there's hoods everywhere, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, unfortunately, there's there's a bit of a connection issue. Like, every now and then, the the, the stream will cut off, like, a word you say. It'll just, we can oh, see you, but we can't hear you. Every now and then, yeah. So it, like, missed right. a little something. I think everybody can kind of get the gist of what you're saying, but every now and then, it cuts out a little bit. I just want to address that and say sorry. It's... Right. it's Dude, this is international, international uh, Zoom calls, man. It's never going to be a hundred percent, you know. Especially like Indonesia, it's a tropical environment. I don't know how well the wires like maintain there. You know, it's a it's a bit of a different setup than like the wires in America in terms of the climate. Yeah, yeah. In America, it's much more better. You know, in these yeah. other countries, it's not as good as you know, good as other countries. So. Yeah, Indonesia, my parents used to live there. Uh, when I was in college, they were living there. My dad was working there. And oh, really? it was really cool. Yeah, it was in Jakarta. And I remember it not being a great city to walk in. Like, it, there wasn't, like, a lot of nice sidewalks where you could just stroll around. And then Oh, the yeah, water... there's definitely not. Like, some streets, you just got to, they got, like, these small, these thin pavement lines. Do you even walk on this? Like, it's... There's not any barely sidewalks. Oh, God damn it, the connection is a little rough right now. You just froze. Uh-oh. I guess I'm on the air by myself. I got the soundboard ready now. Only on the Oh, wait, you're back. You kind of cut out. I couldn't hear you for like a good 20 seconds or so. And now you're frozen. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Not great for a podcast. Well, if we got the audio, maybe it's okay. Could you like turn your camera on and off? Yeah. 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 Let's. Or we could even try to throw an image up there. You know. Yeah, just I could do the, that. I could, I could do, do that. Just for the gist of it. Oh man. So now I'm recording. I don't want to edit this. We got to keep the show going. So how about, well, let's just keep talking and then I'll pull up some kind of image in a moment. Um, so we're talking about Jakarta. Oh, there you go. We're talking about like how you can't really walk around there. One of the other things that was really memorable for me was the water, like tap water. Cause you, it wasn't just like a thing where you had to boil it. Like you had to boil it for like a good 20 minutes if you wanted to consume it. That, that was mm-hmm. at least what I was told. And I went to a tea shop once, like that had Chinese tea, like loose leaf tea in a teapot. It's like real nice setup. And I went there, and my mom was with me, and we both got like dysentery. We we were sick for days, and I was gonna fly back to the U.S. and I couldn't. Like I was just so sick, I had to stay for a bit longer. It was it was very memorable. Yeah, Indonesia is a um. My last name, but you know, so um, yeah, most of the time, yeah, you got to be careful on your water supply. Um, 
most of the times though i haven't had that issue luckily um Mm -hmm. so um but yeah other than that you know indonesia is a good place for um you know for food and convenient transportation too you know but um besides that you know it's a good place it's a good place to visit for tourists i'd say Mm-hmm. All right, I got your picture in here. <laughs> All right, for sure. Just gonna adjust this in real time. I kind of have this thing with the show where I don't want to edit it. I just really don't want to. So oh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna, nah, nah, that's <laughs> just cool. gonna do it this <laughs> Oh wait, are you back? You're back. What time? Well, I think so. All right. And I feel really bad. I wasn't even doing nothing. I'm just chilling. You see, yeah, it's the connections here. You know, Indonesia, man, they're not the most, they don't got the most reliable. It's just international streams, you know, international connectivity. Very unfortunate. Yeah. So have you, did you have any crazy stories with like getting sick over in Indonesia? Nah, I haven't gotten sick. Oh, you're very lucky. Yeah. Um, a few other people have told me though, like um, that they. This one guy said, "Oh no, I'm a vegetarian." I said, "Why?" He was like, "Oh yeah, I've got food poisoning here before, so I just don't trust the food." I'm like, "Oh snap!" But I never, you know, I've tried a lot of street food out here, and I've never, you know. That's good. Like in Shanghai, I knew I knew those types. Do you remember like Element Fresh and some of those? Restaurants over there. Do you know what I'm talking about? Element Fresh. Wait, where did you live in China? Uh, I lived in Shanghai. Okay. You don't remember Element Fresh? I can't believe that. Okay, actually, maybe, maybe that was in, maybe I was, it's a I was in the outskirts of Shanghai. I wasn't in downtown, man. That's like probably a good thing, actually. That's like the most basic uh, escaping Chinese food, foreign food kind of place. It's like super healthy wraps and salads but it's so expensive it's it's unreasonably expensive and it's kind of like a, a foreign favorite like an expat like a very basic expat favorite in in shanghai no nah, i never had that uh, I, think, I think if, if you, you i did though try a lot sick, I, I did though try a lot of the chinese food um the spicy soups were, used to be the that fire shit man and the muslim <laughs> spots the muslim the chinese yeah, just trying to make it happen out here. These Muslim spots, those are some pretty good places to eat, too. Yeah, man. And then they always have the, the chili pepper on the table, so if you want to make it more spicy, you just keep piling it on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can't do wrong with the spicy. I love the spicy spicy food. So I, I guess it's it's very fitting. Like, a guy who's never gotten sick from street food in multiple East Asian countries has never heard of Element Fresh because you just never had the need. You never got sick from that that street food that one day where you're like, oh, I need something different, predictable, safe, clean, like Element Fresh. So you just never needed it. You never had the desire. So you never heard of it. Sometime in the future, I could try it because (laughs) Element Fresh. What is he talking about? Element Fresh. What about about Wagas? You ever hear about Wagas? Wagas? Yeah. Oh, my God. You don't know Wagas either. That's incredible. You lived in Shanghai. I don't know either of these. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember that, bro, bro. Well, anybody who's, like, like, never been Was it Shanghai's... only downtown? Yeah, I mean, maybe... See, yeah, that's the thing. Like... I wasn't downtown. Yeah. Most, um, which, which, which suburb were you in? 
I was in um what do they call it? Um Fung Shen. In oh. Fung Shen, they got their own little oh, districts man. of um they don't really have too many international places out there, but it's a lot of shopping malls and they got, you know, the regular commercial fast foods like the McDonald's yeah. and the Burger Kings, but and they had a few spots where it's just like, oh okay, this is like cheap and spaghetti and pasta or some other Italian restaurants, but so yeah, that's, that's like about really, it. Um, really far south in Shanghai, right? No, nah, no, nah, not far. Like probably like an hour away, an hour away from downtown. Yep. So I got it up on the screen here, Fengshan. Yeah, this doesn't look like Shanghai. This is definitely like its own little place. But yeah, it's in the municipality of Shanghai. But if you tell people, hey, I live in Shanghai, Fengshan's a little different, yeah. Yeah, but if you're going downtown every week, does it, it's like, okay, yeah, I'm going downtown, you know? Well, how, how, did, did, you, you, so, how did you play that? Did you did you stay the night in, like, kind of downtown? Or did you, like, head back in the morning? Like, what was the routine for Oh, yeah, I was heading back in downtown? the morning. Me and the homies, me and because it was, um, me and a few other people. They just like, all right, yo, we going downtown. I'm like, oh, all right, bet. So then we go downtown, go to four, two, three different venues. Probably won't get back to Fung Shan to like four or five in the morning, man. All right, I'm gonna ask you a really stupid question. Mm-hmm. You you just said bet. I hear a lot of people say that now. I feel like uh, like a really old man asking a, a guy, "What's the slang word people are using? Oh, the what slang. is it? And how you long know, has that man, been we're around?" We're from the states, so it's like we always got the slang wherever we go. It's very old school. They got the... Bet is like, oh, I okay. You know, that's like, oh, we about to go. We're about to go to. Uh, we're about to go to. The bowling alley. I bet I'll be there at four o'clock. Have you been using this word your whole life, or is this like something you pick used in like maybe the past couple years? Or how, no, how it's, a, it's a few, it's a it's a correlation. I don't know. I'm an '80s baby, so I've been around a lot of slang. So, you know, I've been using these words since like the '90s, man. Merc. I think this all is... that I've been using Merc since like since I was nine years old. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Merc is definitely that's one I've I heard. heard. I've heard from the nineties, at least just from, from music, you know. Like somebody getting murked and I always hear that in like rap, but Nah, that, see not I feel like I'm only just starting to hear people say it. I mean I, I think I've just it's one of those things where I probably heard it a million times and I'd never even noticed until recently. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I've heard that since the early 2000s. Um, okay. But I, I don't know about anybody else. That's just when I've heard it. Um, so, yeah, slang. A lot of people got to catch on to the slang, you know. I, like, sometimes we, we used to say son a lot. Um, it's not as popular as it would be. And we kind of reduced it now. Like, yo, son, you, you, you bugging, son. You know, but... It's not yeah. used as much now, so. Did it get, it got picked up by too many fraternity brothers who started using it just all the time, and then these things kind of lose their value. Some of the slang, it's like, all right, too many people are saying it now. We got to, we got to find Oh, yeah, word. I missed my first. <laughs> I had, I had a room. 
roommate. I had a roommate back in college who was in a fraternity, and I guess the rest of the fraternity got mad at him because and he was taking all of the um what do they call it the 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 jugs of 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 liquor that had like the mixed the jungle, jungle juice. juice. Yes, he was taking all the yeah. jungle juice, and he was just keeping it off himself, and then he was just taking all of the the sheared money from what they put into their whatever. He was telling me all this. He was like, "Yeah," so they kicked me out. For I'm like, "Oh man, you're a bad man, man." <laughs> Damn, getting kicked out of a frat. My my school didn't have frats, but you know, just thinking about college. That's this time in your life where you're thinking about the future. You think about what you're gonna do next, and you obviously at one point chose to go to Asia. So what? How did that happen? What clicked for you to actually fly over there and do something in Asia? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um. I was study. Um, well, I always had an interest in um, the Asian culture, rap wise. So, back in like high school, I'd say a few months after I graduated high school, I'd watch a lot of the Asian like rap videos. I try to find them and research them on YouTube, but I can never distinguish which. Like I'm I, like I saw like a lot of Asians rapping and rap videos, but I'm like. What? Why do they look different? So I'm just like, I think I got to learn more about this because <laughs> this is interesting. I like what they're doing, but I also want to study this just to make sure they're also um, staying. I think, it, you know, so staying what? I decided to go to staying true to themselves, you know, okay. like not over, not watering it down. You know, gotcha. so um, I, I studied um, Asian culture and well, actually, it's international relations slash Asian culture. So one of my um, teachers, they was telling me, they said, people out here that are right and study abroad. I'm like, really? They said, yeah. I'm like, I can go anywhere in Asia? They said, yep. I'm like, I, right, which one, which, which place can I go to the soonest? They say, oh, you can go here, here, here. I'm like, I right, give me China. I'm gonna go there. So then I went there. Actually, no, 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 no. Wait, I lied. 2015. The first place I went was South Korea in 2015. So I said, yeah. Uh oh, it cut out again. So Diaz went to South Korea and we don't know the rest of the story just yet. We got to go back to that Instagram profile, scroll through the history. All right, dude, you're back. You, you cut out for like 20 seconds again, unfortunately, but you got to start start over with Korea. So you went over to Korea in 2015. What happened next? And there, when I was at the college there, I met a group of Koreans and they will, they had a hip hop club. So they asked me, they said, hey, you want to join our hip-hop club? I'm like, all right, you know, I didn't even know. I'm like, were they like, all right, for well, sure. you're black. You're, you're black. black. Do you want to be in our hip-hop club? Was it like that? Or like, did you, were you, you rapping, rapping or like, something? Oh, like, did not they like, you oh, rapping? no, you're black. But I kind of, I, I yeah. think they kind of got, because out here, they stare. I dress, you know, because I don't dress like any typical normal person. You know, I swag it out with yeah. the ACG boots. You know, you know, I, I swag it out, you know? So... They kind of assumed from the way I, I dress and carry myself. That's how I think it was. 
Yeah. Just, so, there's, so they just asked me, like, yo, you want to join the hip-hop club? I'm like, oh, all right, bet. So I joined the hip-hop club. They gave me the chance to be the, the judge and just, like, the and the educator. Not like, not, like, the main educator, but, like, you know, be a fly on the wall. You know, give them advice. You know, judge their rap. Um, their rap um, auditions and um, do tracks with them, you know? And, dude, they, you know, they take us out. We go to KTV together. We do Korean barbecues together. Every week they met up in it. We met up in this group and they just discuss hip hop. You know, when we let, and we see people and they freestyle, they come, they, it's like a huge group of people and then everybody just start freestyling. And they all had that old school type filler, like freestyling in them. They all had an attitude about them when they was rapping. That's what I liked about it. Nowadays, it's like people are using rap beats and using more melody. And it kind of confuses me because it's like when you're in the cypher, it's like, <laughs> and then you know how people circle up in the cypher? Mm-hmm. I can't imagine a melody person. <laughs> You know, it, it, it's like, it kind of makes it more difficult. Like, well, you ain't no rap. Like, get out of here, you know? Yeah. So, I, And I, I saw, saw this the, on your Instagram. I was looking at your Instagram, and I saw some of your stories, and you were talking about this. There's, like, melodic, uh, multi-genre artists. They're not just a rapper. Maybe they sing. And maybe they rely on that singing side a bit more than the rapping side. So maybe they shouldn't say, I'm a rapper. Maybe they should call themselves something else. Is that is that correct? God damn it. <laughs> this goddamn internet. This Indonesian internet is killing me. Yeah, yeah. That's um that's definitely what it is. Um Okay. Yeah, Indonesia is, is terrible with the connections. Um Yeah. But yeah, um what was we saying? Oh um, yeah, can you speak to that speak to that a little bit more cuz I think hip hop now it's so different than what it was in the 90s or even the early 2000s. And it's like you're saying very melodic. Um, it's, you know, there's the whole thing about mumble rap, which that's been going on a long time, but that often follows a melody and it's, you know, it's a bit different from like the boom bap stuff from the nineties, where it's really a lot more about the lyrics. Yes. Um, shout out to all the, um, multiverse artists too. I don't have anything against them. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, We've created, it's been a new lane that's been created, um, but very, very strong feeling toward They don't, the thing is, they don't know what to name it, you know? So it's like, we, it's important, I think, for people to kind of educate themselves in different genres, because a lot of people automatically assume just because it's a rap beat that it's a rapper, you know? So I think, you know, I call I call them artists or multiverse artists, um, and I like their music. It's just giving yourself having dignity and giving yourself the proper title is the is the thing that he was doing when he was when he was rapping on the mic was on more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, shout out to Amen. all the multiverse artists. Um, they doing their thing out here. Yeah, that's good. You clarified. No negativity. I was just bringing it up like, you know, this versus that. It's really just, hey, this thing's a little different and it's cool. 
But uh, for you though, are you? Would you say you're predominantly a rapper though? Like you're more yeah, focused yep. on the lyrics. Yeah, seventy to eighty percent rap, man. Mm-hmm. If it's less, if it's less than, if a project, if any project consists of less than. internet crapped out this is gonna be the theme of the episode 70% rap songs it's not rap it's not a rap project uh but you know some people try to get away with it saying oh yeah this is a rap project but it's like nah if it ain't more than 70% rap songs on there it's not a rap project most of the time cool. but but yeah um I like you know what so back to the Asia thing I like you know um I like what what South Korea taught me with the rap, with the um, with their with their influence in hip hop culture. So then after that, um, then I went to Shanghai for my um, for my last semester, and then after that, after that was finished, um, I found a few jobs out there, you know, on the side. Um, and while doing that, while doing my side hustle or whatever, that's where I met more artists going going downtown to the venues. And that's how, you know, I networked with all the um all the foreigners and all of the um and all of the Asian DJs and the Asian promoters for the venues. And yeah, that's what it's about, just networking. You know what, man? I think we should revert to using a photo of you on the on the visual because I, I think, think like, like the, the internet, internet connection, connection it's like trying to squeeze in the video with the audio and then it cuts out the audio. It might just be better because you keep freezing or keep cutting out. It's like probably not worth it to have this happen like every two minutes. So I got. I got right, if you want to sure. turn your video off, I can just put up an image of you. I got it ready. All right. should solve the the connection issue at least yeah previously people were telling me this about indonesia they were telling me um saying oh yeah indonesia indonesia's like internet and things are the most unreliable but the whole time i was out here i said well i've had zoom calls with people in indonesia and i never had an issue so now that we're doing an international video, I'm like, oh, okay, I see what you're talking about now. I think it's because I'm I'm bringing in like my OBS camera. It's it's not my webcam that's showing right now. It's like a software studio that has my webcam with my microphone, with the internet browser, with your camera, and all this other stuff, like all these other graphics. So maybe it's just like too much for the bandwidth or something. You know? Hey, we still making it work. However, though, <laughs> you know <laughs> for sure. Well, hopefully it'll be smoother from here on out. All right, so you, I mean, you're, are you still a student? You, you've referenced um, that you were in school, and I think on your Twitter you mentioned it as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not a student. I've been, I've been f- finished my studies back in 2017. Okay. So, so it definitely you- did. I, I, I can't say, though, that it definitely did help me get to network with the people out here. Um, so yeah, um, 
so for anybody, I suggest like if you if you want to stay in school, man, stay in school, man. And like if that's something you want to do, shoot for it. Try to study abroad because a lot more students are doing it nowadays. You know, so it's a very good opportunity. So you finished school. Are you doing like? some kind of full-time work outside of your music or are you, is your music your Yeah, career? yeah, on top of that, you know, I'm a, I'm doing music, I'm networking with people. I do the um I do for teen for teenagers out here on their way to college, I give them lecture lecture lessons to make sure that they're prepared to move on to college, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely contributing to the community out here, you know, looking out for the youngsters out here, making sure they in their P's and Q's before, you know, they make that next move. Nice. And but once let's say this COVID stuff is over, you're trying to go back to China? Um I'm considering it. Um we're going to see what happens um cuz you know, nobody knows what to expect right now. It's, you know, is you like one this that's what COVID Uh oh. Okay, looks like the video solution wasn't the master solution. Anything, you know, just on any any move if you know if anything can happen, you know. Yeah, sorry, it cut out again a little bit, but I we caught you there. At the right. end, <laughs> sorry, man. This is like a real tech failure tonight. I hate, I hate when this stuff happens. But hey, so Asia though, Indonesia, China. You've definitely been involved in the music industry. Have you been able to do shows in other countries? Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, South yeah. Korea as well. Yeah. I've done shows Thailand. and I've done like three to four shows in China, and um, I've done a show in Indonesia. But one thing I can say is it's much more, um, it's much more, I'm not, and I'm not sure because if it's just because of quarantine, but from it, my experience in Indonesia, it's much more of a challenge to mm-hmm. get a spot, you know, especially with the DJs because they have a particular, <laughs> it's, it's just weird. Um, but Wait, a particular going to the show. They have a particular type of scene out here. Um, and and like I said previously, they like to listen to their language. I don't think the English language really is prevalent to them. But yeah, I may be wrong. I'm just speaking from my experience. And I do not miss those winter seasons. Um, but yeah, the, the shows out in China are dope. Like the, the the energy is there, the crowd is there. Everybody's hype. Everybody has a good time. Everybody, everybody just has fun. Have you heard anything about the scene in Bangkok? Because I haven't heard anything about it. I'd be curious to know. Yeah, there's a rap scene there. Um, there's one artist out there. I forgot his name. Um, there's an artist that Tone also knows too. I forgot his name. Shout out to him. What is his name? <laughs> Bad D. Bad D Z, he's a um, multiverse artist out there. Um, he's doing shows out there right now in Bangkok. So shout out to him. Um, Bad D Z, that you said. Bad or like Band D Z, I forgot the kid's name. He's from um, Russia. 
I don't think he's he's internationally known like that, but he's a pretty good local artist. Um, he's from Russia. I think he's from Saint. He, I, I, I can't remember if he's from Russia or where he's from, but yeah, he's a he's a very cool he's a very cool guy. Um, he's there right now in Bangkok, um, doing his thing. So shout out to him. Um, yeah, Batman. Batman DZ, that's his name. Um, Batman DZ. Yep. Um, so, but yeah, I've heard the hip hop scene in Bangkok is is okay. It's much better than, from what I've heard, it's much better than um, Malaysia, Indonesia, and um, parts are down here. That's it. Oh, and Philippines. So yeah. Hong yeah, Kong, yeah. the hip hop scene. I've I've met a few. Um, Local rappers in Hong Kong, the hip hop scene out there is dead, but <laughs> people still rap in the streets. That's the cool thing. So they try to keep hip hop alive by rapping in the street, just doing yeah. random freestyle battles on any street. So I found that pretty cool. Um, so yeah, and um, Malaysia, the hip hop scene. It isn't there that much. They they're sort of like Indonesia at the same time. They lean more towards the love aspect. Like they like the R and B more and the yeah. you know the good the good happy music. You know. Now both of those countries they're they're like majority Muslim. Does that play any? Yep. Do you, in your opinion, does that play a role in the popularity of the music? I think it does because a lot of the artists were here were telling me that they said um. It's an 80% Muslim country, um, and hip-hop isn't very um, popularized here just because of the Muslim religion. Um, but knowing me, I kind of had one time uh, told them, there's a lot of Muslim rappers in the States. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, that, so that shouldn't stop anything. But they said, yeah, but here, the politician is very old school. You know, so they don't really see things from the new school, from the new generation's perspective. So I kind of understood it at that point. I'm like, oh, okay, I see. I guess, yeah, if you take mainstream hip hop from the past 20 years, and I'm talking like music video, um, stuff that's on BET and MTV, you know, for the past 20 years, it's not very Muslim friendly. There's a lot of skin, there's a lot of drinking alcohol and yeah, other I mean, things that are don't really abide by the the teachings of Islam. Now, I could, I could see that playing a role even if there were like a ton of like really hardcore nation of Islam or just just Muslim rappers in general, you know, these kind of guys who maybe have a very strong moral message according, according to, to the religion at least. Like that's probably not going to persuade the officials in Indonesia like there's this one guy that was popular in the early 90s or something and he's not he doesn't represent the whole music industry of as of late of course yep yep it's about, it's about who has the, the bigger influence who's ever on the radio it's like okay this is the person but then it's like okay in indonesia they say okay this person is on the radio um maybe this person isn't good or whatever so we're not going to give it that much airplay who who are some of those muslim rappers that that's kind of you know who, oh, who are man, some of those, like, Muslim American ones? From the 90s. Um, um, 
Beanie Siegel has he's a Muslim rapper. Freeway is a Muslim rapper. Gilly the Kid is a Muslim rapper. There's a lot of Muslim rappers. Um, okay. Most Def, Most Def was a Muslim rapper. Lupe Fiasco, much more peaceful. A lot of Muslim rappers. Like people don't really, but they don't really display themselves as that in the you know. So, like unless you really know artists you won't know you know that oh i didn't know that person was muslim you know oh so they're so, not they're not preachy yeah yeah mm -hmm. but i think that's what the muslims here want they want that more commercialized you know so that's why i think yeah overall why they don't really give hip-hop a big scene out here um but it's cool because it's like you know over time the, the kids out here are still grinding so you know over time it's gonna show you know that okay yo this is a this culture is a very popular culture we want a bit of a bigger voice for it you know the more they push the more possibility of opportunity that they could get a bigger platform so yeah now you were mentioning before you went over to Asia that you were you, you were checking out some hip-hop from Asia and you couldn't yep. discern which country you know did you listen to a lot of Japanese hip-hop when you're doing that oh yeah yeah um Cole I like Cole when he first came out um he was a pretty cool rapper um and um what was the other rapper name my boy put me on to oh Jin Dog from Hybrid Hybrid um in osaka so yeah i was listening to those rappers i'm like oh yeah these dudes is going in the flow is there the attitude is there some countries it's not as good yeah. so yeah that kind of interests yeah. me too you know um so yeah and then once i came out here in asia then i became more familiar with okay these are indonesians these are japanese these are chinese <laughs> rappers these are you know because yeah. where i come from we all just caught them like oh that person's chinese even if it was like he, if the Asian dude was melanated, they'd be like, oh, that dude is Chinese. Anybody with guys, they automatically assume they're Chinese. That's how it is in my hometown. Did you just drop the C word? Did you just drop the C word? Oh, I thought you said something. Okay, sorry. I thought you said something else. Yeah, I mean, I know what you're talking about, man. Like, I was I was in middle school in, in Michigan. Called, oh, every, they call it, like, in our hometown, they'll call any Asian person Chinese. And yeah. I'm just like, I, I can't keep doing this. I'm like, I got to learn more about this, the Asian culture. You feel me? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I remember I went to middle school in, in Michigan and I went to public school. And I remember, and I had lived in Taiwan before that. So I was like a kid who lived in Taiwan oh, yeah, exactly. and I went yeah, to Michigan. Like some streets you just got so, together, huh? So like, yeah, people, I mean, they don't, first off, they didn't give a shit that I lived in Taiwan. They're like, okay, cool. I don't even know where Taiwan is. Second, they, yeah, they didn't know many things about Asian countries and discerning between, you know, the various ethnicities yeah. and cultures. Taiwan's and pretty so, cool, you know, too. Shout out to Taiwan. Yeah. Well, that's kind of like standard when there's young people and they're, they're not even through their education yet. And they're, they haven't even left the country. So what do you expect? They're not going to know a lot. So, I mean, you're going to expect that kind of ignorance, I think. Yeah. Um, so, but, yeah, it's um, 
Yeah, it's, it's very. It, how is I actually? I've heard of the rap scene in Taiwan being actually pretty prevalent too. Oh how yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know a lot about it, but I started listening to a lot of like producers um, on SoundCloud. I mean, I know it sounds pretty cliche, but I started listening to a lot of like boom bap guys. Like they make beats that sound like they're from the '90s, but it's from like the past five years or so. There's a lot of really good artists in Asia nice. doing that kind of music. And it sounds like a lot of like really good tracks from like some of the East Coast hip hop from the '90s, like the some of the like kind of trumpet sounds and some of the filters and effects they have on the beats are just amazing and like really good snare drums and I, I really like that kind of music. And there's a lot of dudes in Taiwan and Japan making those kind of beats, even Russia as well. So there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of interesting characters in in the kind of the fringe of of this scene of hip hop where I know what you're talking that, about. Yeah, I like yeah. it too. Some people they do it in a in a watered down way. It's got to be done right. I, I yeah. know what you talk about. I like that old school sound too, but I don't like it to sound too. Hello. What? Some people are rapping like do the clat like do the um the classical hip hop beats, but it's like, but it's like it's like just too much. Trombones and there's too many, like um, <laughs> you know, it's it's something always with it where it's just like I'm because I don't. I just some of it is cool, sounds good, but a lot of it, I'm just like, yeah. Too many of those horns, those yeah. <laughs> that's kind of yeah, that's kinda or like the trumpets or whatever, like or or like yeah. too many like pianos in the back or, or something like it's just like. I don't know. It's hard to describe, but it's like when you hear it, you would know if it's dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially yeah, there's if a lot of added to it. There's a lot of filler out there, especially in that like beats production scene on SoundCloud. There's it's mostly filler probably, and there's some good jams in there. Yeah. Shout out to every all the old school artists out there too, making that shit. So, hey, those Japanese artists you brought up, were they from, like, where are they from? Like, when when were you turned oh, on to these? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or we could even try to throw an image up there, you know, Tokyo. Yeah. I never met either of those guys, though. But I did meet, when I was in um, Tokyo, I did meet my homie Yuki, a.k.a. Judo. Um, U-K-I. Um, you can you can look up Yuki, too. Oh, wait. Yuki is Yuki. pretty cool. Why U-K-I, wait, Yuki what? a.k.a. Cause... Judo. AKA, AKA Juto. 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 Oh, Juto. J U T O. Yep, J U T O. Yep, that's my this boy him? right there. All him, right. I met him. I linked up with him out there. We did a little freestyle session. Automatically, the vibe was there. We said, yo, we should do a track together. I'm like, all right, bet. Let's make it happen. So um, we did a track. Um, and it's on my EP, um, which one, What's What's Next 2? Um, and when we first put out this EP, it got number one in Japan, the song, um, Anywhere, Anytime. And so that was a big accomplishment for me and him that, you know, the first day of the release of the EP, a lot of people in Japan supported it and bought the song. So shout out to AKA Judah. Good wait, dude, wait, wait, very solid dude. What year was that? 
that we put this out. We put this out in 2017, but I right. took it off of all streaming platforms, and now, um, you know, I'm personally giving this these songs to people. Nice. Cool. Have you done any collaborative work in Indonesia with artists there? Yep, I got a yep with my um, you know, I got something in the woodworks coming out this summer. You know, I got a song with um with my boy from out here. Uh, it's called um Channeling. It's gonna be out soon. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna actually send you it. I'm gonna send you a sample of it so you can take. All right. Sounds take good. a listen to it. You let me know. You let me know what you think. I'm gonna send that to you later though. You know. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, we don't want to go through the process on the air right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so right, yeah, well, I've changing... been doing that. And I got I got a few <laughs> collaborative I got a, um on my mixtape on that fifth. What's next? I got a joint on there with a Chinese artist. So I got that so I got I got songs collaborating with Chinese, South Korean, Japanese and Indonesians. So nice. And I'm just kind of scrolling through your Instagram now, looking at stuff. This is yeah. the mixtape, or is the album? Yeah, this is the album. What's next? Too. I'm actually going to be giving this out to people right. directly through their email. I took that off of all the streaming platforms. Everything else, though, is on all streaming platforms. All the other albums hmm. are all out on iTunes, Spotify, but Spotify. This. All right, so search Diaz on Spotify, iTunes. SoundCloud, are you on SoundCloud as well? Yep, I'm on SoundCloud too. My um, first EP on there. My mixtape, Missionary Code, is on there. Um, um, and yeah, so far I've put out five projects. This next one is going to be called, um, well, I ain't going to get that out too soon. You know, we still, <laughs> we still sitting on it. But there's definitely going to be some, some turn-up songs on there. It's definitely going to be a lot of good songs on there. So... Cool. So I, I want to jump back from like just music and hip hop to just water supply. Um, oh, sorry. I think it cut out again and I cut you off. I was just going to say uh, I wanted to jump back to from music to just Indonesia, living in Indonesia. Like what, what what's the kind of stuff you like to eat over there? Like the food there. I love it. I love Indonesian food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I told too. you my parents Indonesia used to got, live there. It's got some of the best food I've ever had. I haven't had that issue, luckily. Uh, Nasi Uduk. Um, what's that other thing? Ketchupak. Um, Indomie. Uh, and there's this one thing, too. Nasi, and yes, um, there's this one thing. I don't know. They have this, it's like you get this pepper on top of it, and the pepper just makes the shit so spicy. Like Indonesia definitely has some of the spiciest food I've ever eaten. Yeah, I got one of those like little pickle salads that they give you as like a side dish in Indonesia. It's like some carrots and radishes and little green chili in there, and it looks it looks kind of harmless. It looks like a little banana pepper. I'm like, oh, I I've eaten nah, Papa John's. You eat it and I've eaten Papa like, John's. Yo. I can handle that. <laughs> and it kills you. You're like yeah. dead for thirty minutes. Yeah, but the food here is good. It's, it's some of the best food I've ever had in Asia, hands down. Um, Dude, I feel bad for vegetarians in Indonesia because beef rendang, that's that's my favorite dish. It's like one of my favorite dishes, period, like just of all food. 
beef rendang is awesome. That's one of those like famous Indonesian dishes. Oh yeah 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 that's yeah, good too. One. And it's got the um yeah it's got the little brown sauce on it. Yeah um yeah. I've had that. I just had that today actually. It's pretty good. You gotta watch it though because some of them is spicy and some of them ain't. So you gotta yeah. tell them about bahasa. Oh no 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 bahasa. <laughs> bahasa <laughs> means spicy. So. Um, yeah, I don't. I I learned a like maybe one word, <laughs> two words of of what is it? Bahasa. That's the language, right? Bahasa Indonesia. Yeah, yeah. Like there's bagus, right? Uh, that's good. I think so. Not nasi duk. Uh, I forgot. Uh, there's a way to say. Well, um, there's another word. Um, uh, I think no is naga, ng. Like it's like ng. It's like naga naga. Oh, it sounds like the n word. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, what? And they like, yeah, that's how we say no. I'm like, oh, okay. okay. So I'm I thought only China had that. But Indonesians, Indonesians also got an interesting um, um, accent. When they speak English, they use like a grrr, like when they talk. So that's how you can tell some of them are Indonesian. Shout out to the people, the Muslims too on the intercom. Do you hear that? I, I hear that. I know exactly what that is. That's the, the prayer call, yeah. right? do that yes yes they do that all the time throughout the day yeah. <laughs> five yeah times there's day. literally there's literally mosque on every single corner yeah my parents when they lived there they were right next to a mosque their house big nice really beautiful house in the middle of the city mm-hmm. you know had walls and shit around it but there was uh yeah, yeah the prayer call right next door five times a day i think the first one is at like 4 45 a.m or like 5.15 a.m. It was some un- ungodly hour, as I would say. Yeah. You wake up in the morning like, yeah, what's going on? I'm like, oh, they're just doing the <laughs> Yeah, that's, um, I mean, you, that's like cocaine time. You know, that's like you've been on up all night doing too much drugs. And I guess you need to pray at that point. That's, I think that's what it's there for. Yeah, you're just like, you're saying, <laughs> just like, oh, okay, wait, time to, time to make the prayer, time to make my, time to make my salat. <laughs> time to make amends. I don't know, I think I just have, I, you gotta be careful with, with being a, a little too jokey about Islam. They get a little touchy sometimes, I think. So I, I gotta be careful, especially during the prayer call. Yeah, God, they, it's so loud. And they get, they so get touchy if you forget their names, too. Very, like, like they get very angry if you don't remember their names. Oh really? You know what I mean? I'm like, yo, I'm difficult as shit with names. So and I know, like, <laughs> I know that the, there's the obvious joke here because isn't Muhammad the most common name in the world? Like, see, it's not that hard to remember Muhammad, right? But yeah, obviously, yeah, oh yeah, a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them names are Muhammad. But then some of them would be like, oh no, 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 call him. Don't call him Muhammad. Call him George. I'm like. But his first name says Muhammad. He's like, no, but just call him Jordan. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Um, so I just don't trust. Good him. lord, it's Gazelle so loud. Gazelle is it's... a very prevalent name out here too. What's that? Yeah, it's very loud. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 like getting louder and louder. But this makes I think this is good content. I think this this really takes you to Indonesia right now. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> It's it's a good place, man. They transportation is reliable. I never get Uber to pick you up anywhere you are. Um, 
Scooters are pretty cheap to get around the corners, about like one dollar to get go like four or five miles by scooter. So um yeah, reliable transportation, convenient transportation. Well, I guess I guess since you've been there, it's been COVID, right? So you, you haven't really got to experience the nightlife in in the normal sense before COVID, right? Right. Right. Oh. I was here. I got here. I got here in the beginning, like, of last year when things started popping off. But they weren't. I live in Shanghai. We've heard of COVID. So then a few places was open. So I went to about, I, I went to a couple clubs here. But not enough, you know, not as many as other places. But but yeah, definitely COVID did play a big role in, um, in doing that. But still can't, you know, it still didn't stop, you know, from linkage, from networking, you know, with the artists out there. You know? Yeah. The last, yeah, I went to some some clubs in Jakarta when my parents lived there. And I've noticed, like, some of the DJs were playing hip-hop, but it wasn't just, like, your normal... This was probably, like, the mid-2000s when... Well, I guess it was, like, Chris Brown was popular. It was, like, 2007 or something. And this guy was playing a bunch of 90s G-Funk music. It was, like... And it wasn't, like, the, the standard Dr. Dre songs. It was, like... Do you know yeah, that song? I don't, do. don't want to yeah, dream they... about getting paid. Do you know that one? G-Funk, um... It's like, uh, uh, it was by the Dog Pound. It was like the DPG. Uh, but it was, uh, I don't want, I don't want to dream about getting paid. It was a great song. But I, I was turned out of that song in Indonesia. Yeah, when I was in the venues out here, it was more of like, they was playing rap music, but it wasn't that. It wasn't that shit that just gets you, used to be that fire you like. That gets you hype. It wasn't none of that DMX or none of that, you know, or none of that, um, you know, or none of that early 2000 shit that was having motherfuckers jump, you know? It was more along yeah. the lines of like rap slash R&B music, Neo, T-Pain, stuff like that, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah. That was that was about that time, the late late two thousands, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Yeah, was it was like the, the birth it was of like Neo. The commercialized <laughs> rap, you know, like the the very popular P Diddy personalized commercialized rap songs, you know. Yeah, and it, a lot of it was a lot of fun. There's a lot of fun music. Yeah, hold on for a second. Yeah, no worries. Oh man, we're getting that lovely prayer call. How long does that last? It's incredible. Hi, hello. My bad. Hey. What was you saying? I was just talking about the prayer call that it's still going. It's. Oh, oh yeah, it goes on for at least like thirty minutes. Oh well, we're gonna have a very interesting thirty minutes ahead of us. So when you were like started listening to music, who were some of your like favorite? artists growing up like when you're a kid. oh man you got me started on this man um i mean i grew up on on hip-hop early like while i was still like learning how to walk to elementary school like my mom was playing rap music around me all the time i wasn't the average mom she was listening to that that rap that rap shit so I grew up on a lot of rap music, and, I, and my dad, he um, 
he collected a lot of mixtapes and albums. He was a big music collector. So you, back in the 90s, you go in my dad's house, he's got like a library full of mixtapes and albums. And it was just like, so like thousands and thousands of mixtapes, hundreds of albums. And it's just like, this is a lot of music. So I get on punishment, I beat up somebody. Oh, you on punishment? All right, I'm about to listen to all the music then while I'm on punishment. You know, like, and I just back to back listening to mixtapes, like hundreds. When it's like you're so yeah, um, you're in time out. No, my my type, my type, my top rappers. I dig. I I listen to growing up. You know, Ice Cube, DMX, Nas, Rakim. You know, Ghostface, Fabulous. Common, I like yeah. Common too. Common's pretty dope. Uh, yeah. And um. And yeah, you know those those guys. You know, there's a lot more, but that's just a few for an example. You know. Yeah, you and you named a lot of the guys that are kind of reputable lyricists. You know, of of, of the rap game, they're Was like they the, oh, these are the best lyricists. Was that? Yeah, yeah. That's 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 the. That's the good stuff I like to hear is the lyricism, the lyricism, man. Yeah. And do you do you think like the East Coast had a better thing going on with with that kind of that side of hip hop, the lyric the lyrical side? Uh, yeah, because gonna... it gave the East Coast its own individual style. Don't get me wrong, like when the South had their own thing going on too when Outkast came out and when um you know Ludacris and them came out and uh um, Project Pat and um who else UGK and Three Six Mafia when they came out they had their own style too it wasn't necessarily it wasn't necessarily the the lyricism that the East Coast had the West Coast had its own thing too you could tell that it was a West Coast record by the way it sounded like you know, and they had and they had that die. They had that. Um, a lot of people from the West Coast had that um, accent. It's like, oh, like, oh, where you from, homie? Like, you know, like they like the accent. Like, oh yeah, it's the West Coast. You know, like they had the accent. So it's like, oh yeah, they from the West Coast. You can talk. You can you can hear by the way they talk. You can tell by the beat. The South too. They had their own accent. Oh, welcome to the South. You know, they had their own sound and their own accent. You know, the East Coast had their own accent. The Midwest too had their own sound too. But I think like the yeah. Midwest kind of had a more fused of sort of sound. McDonald's and Burger Kings, but and after, um, then later in the new generation, you know, people started taking the South. You hear more people from the East Coast sounding like they got they from the South. So yeah. I know what you're talking about. And then, too, in the 90s, like, uh, that G-Funk sound was just so popular. And it's, it's like a West Coast thing. But, I mean, I'm living in Texas now. Mm-hmm. I love listening to 90s Texas hip-hop. And a lot of it's very G-Funk influence, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. G-Funk yeah. sound is definite. That it, The G-Funk has always been fused into the hip-hop music. That's the thing you got to love about rap. And that's what I hope reputable about a rapper. 
if I meet a rapper and he can rap off of any beat, it could be an R&B beat, it could be a pop beat, it could be an electronic beat. If you can rap off of any beat, you are a good rapper. Okay. A good rapper could rap off any beat. A good rapper could rap off of a classical beat. He could rap off a piano, so a girl playing the piano. Okay. And then acapella for that matter. Or or like a prayer call in Indonesia. (laughs) (laughs) That might be disrespectful. That might be that might be disrespectful. But we do have to hear it. It's it's not really our choice right now. Yeah. So what time is it there right now? It's uh, it's about like it's an afternoon here. It's definitely the afternoon here. It's twelve twenty p.m. Right. Yep. It's twelve twenty p.m. I mean, yeah, twelve. It's twelve twenty p.m. here. What is going on over there? It sounds like screaming now. Are they slaughtering an animal? Dude, that was a, the other thing I really like. had a strong memory of in Indonesia. We're right next to that mosque, and then there's that time of year when they do like a lot of slaughtering of goats. Oh, yeah. That, that got, was, yeah. That was I was here wild. for that. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. They, what they do is they get the sheep. They put a bunch of them on the back of a truck. I forgot what holiday it was, but they get like a bunch. They, they get a bunch. So they got this on the regular markets, too. You could buy a goat for $100. That's all right. Like, literally. Yeah, like, that's how much it costs. I was like, yo, how much for this go? He said, I'll get to you for $100. I'm like, nah, I can't bring that. <laughs> it's like, a pet. But it, like, you have yeah, a, they're, they're <laughs> you kind of need a yard kid. for that. Yeah. So yeah, every year they, they get a bunch of them, kill a bunch of them off, and just eat it, eat all the meat, you know? Have a big extravaganza, mix the goat meat with the rice, get a big ass plate, put the goat on town, rice on there, put the goat meat on there, and put some tomatoes around it, and they just go ham. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't blame the goat. Is, goat's quite good. I like goat. Yeah. I'm a fan. I like the goat cheese too. The 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 in China how they made the yangro, and they barbecued it. That was pretty good. They do the same thing out here, though. They get the shish kebabs and and barbecue them. You're talking about the Xinjiang dudes, right? Yep. All right. Oop, roast. I just put roast lamp. Okay, roast lamb. There we go. Yeah, dude. You ever get that in China? Do you ever get the whole roast lamb? You ever do that? Nah, like I got the the, the, the second picture in the middle, the the lower picture in the Oh, this one right here. Okay. I'm on the grill on the bottom, on the second row. Um, yeah. Yeah, those are pretty pretty nice. But yeah, definitely yeah. Um. So yeah, that's what they do. They also um yeah they sell a lot of um a lot of cattle out here. Uh. So, yeah, and like I said, everything out here is super cheap. Um. There's no way yeah. you can't survive out here. People like you can get a big a big platter of rice and vegetables for a dollar, like a dollar and some change, and you full for the whole day. So yeah, the dollar now here. Now stop is my- me 
one million, me if one, I'm million rupee, one million rupee is the highest dollar here. And oh, that equates to seventy dollars. A million rupees. Yeah. One million rupee Indonesia. Because other countries got rupees too, right? Yeah, that's we the million right there. That's worth seventy rupee. that's worth seventy US dollars. Oh rupiah. Rupiah. Yep. They go. Seventy bucks. Ten thousand ten one million. That's a hundred thousand. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They got okay. They got one up to one million. A hundred thousand. A hundred thousand is seven dollars. Okay. Good lord. So yeah, that's the highest bill they have. Your wallet is fat, right? You're walking around with a fat wallet. How about like digital payments? Is that a thing that's catching on in Indonesia? Like in China, obviously, they can pay. It is, but they got they like like China, they got their own app for that. You know, it's not really what do they like, use? They're, they're building their own apps to try to engage with the international market, but that's kind of difficult, you know, because we already got PayPal and stuff like that, but they don't fuck with PayPal, you know? So, you know, they got their own little um, apps they're trying to make out here where they converse money internationally. But All right. I, don't I just know. pulled something up on screen. We got the breakdown here. GoPay. Have you heard of GoPay? Yep, GoPay. Yep, that's actually, yep, that's one yeah. of them. Yep. And then it looks, yeah, PayPal is popular according to this this graph. GrabPay, TCash, Doku. Yeah, I've not heard of most of these. And then yeah, there's Grab Alipay, is which too. is the Chinese one. I pay. Grab is actually yes, Grab is actually the most popular app out here because they use Grab for the um, for the taxis. You get it from the, uh, the car taxis, the scooter taxis. You can also get it to deliver. Yeah, since like the nineties, man. Mark. Yeah, and they get you groceries too. You can just like if you don't feel like going grocery shopping, you put the list of groceries you need, and they go and Grab gone. To grab people that go to the grocery store and get it for you and just bring it to your crib. If someday some you feel like, oh, I'm lazy, I don't feel like going grocery shopping, or oh, I'm lazy, I don't feel like going out to get anything to eat, like, I'm just gonna get it delivered. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that's that thing that that really China gets a lot of credit for that, like this, yeah, yeah, super China, yeah, apps yeah, that China was doing that it cover too. all these these different things, e-commerce, but it's also just buying your, your weekly grocery run, your, uh, you know, lunchtime, dinner, you know, like it, all these things. You can get that in America, of course, with, you know, Amazon and Grubhub and whatever else. But in China, it's it's like a different level. And then all these countries in Southeast Asia have learned from that. And they built their own platforms, their own ecosystems. And yeah, Indonesia's got some here, but they use some of the Chinese ones too, it looks like. And then... I'm sure Malaysia and Thailand all have their own, you know, their own. Nah, I think uh, no. Malaysia apps. also uses Grab. Um, oh yeah. I'm not sure about Thailand. Um, I haven't been in Thailand since 2015, and when I was out there in 2015, I didn't see any Grab services. But yeah, the uh, well, there's, Malaysia there's also definitely things has like... Grab, but they don't have scooters. And okay. China has China has Didi, but Didi doesn't have the scooters either. Yeah, Didi's just like Uber, but a little yep. more polished. Yep. 
Didi Chuxing. This is the Chinese Uber. Yeah. Um, one thing though that that Indonesia uses a lot is like Lazada, right? That's like the e-commerce platform. Lazada. Uh, Do you know that one? I think so. As far as like, do you talk about the digital e-commerce? Yeah, like kind of like if you were in China, you'd be using Taobao or JD. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. Taobao was popping over there. Um, yo, my homie always, my homie used Taobao religiously. This Russian dude, he <laughs> yeah. always buy off a of Taobao. He's like, I'm just, just buy it, man. I'm like, don't buy it. You just don't, like, you can just go to the store and buy it. Cause how, how you know if you're gonna like it? Then you're gonna have to take it back. You know, so I'm just it's like. Only... It's only $36. God, I hated that though. Like if you wanted to take something back, you got to deal with those vendors on Taobao and it's so annoying. And they're like, well, how about I send you this? And then I, then you send me seven RMB and then we'll balance it out. I'm like, what's like, no, just, I don't, I have so many annoying stories. I get my shit. I got to see it before I buy it. Actually. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I love the traditional commerce, going and seeing it, feeling it, looking at it in person. That's where it's at. Yeah, but now, but now we gotta deal with the. You know, we gotta deal with the digital market with the times being now. Using these um these um these apps, these bitcoins, these um these Robin Hoods and all these other apps people <laughs> was using this flourishing. Sure, man. I'm not well, too keen on it. You know, like. Or very knowledgeable, but a lot of people is using it nowadays, and a lot of countries is making their own versions now because they see like, oh yeah, oh, and then they're they're looking at China. We gotta try to make our own app now where we can disperse. Yeah, sorry, I was just saying they're looking at China too, who's got their whole splinter net, you know, the whole separate internet. They're thinking, okay, we don't really need to censor people, we don't need to suppress them, but you know, it would be good is. Boosting our tech sector. Why don't we just block all the mainstream global tech platforms, social platforms, e-commerce platforms, video platforms. We just block them all and then we make our own platforms and then the people in our country have to use those because they have no other option. That's great for the tech that, industry. Yep, that's, that's what a lot of countries are doing. Like, like That's how <laughs> Indonesia is thinking it, but I kind of... Oh yeah, I miss my what it is, but then I say like, uh, I I can see why they're doing it, but also that's bad for business. Seeing that you know you want to keep a good relation with the other countries, so that's why you know that goes with the rap scene too. A lot of kids here were telling me they say, oh, they only giving the shows to the locals here. I'm like, that's bad for business for tourism. If you keep doing, that's <laughs> the fraternity got mad at him doing that, you know. But you know each country has their own their own way of life. So, yeah, I would think that would be good for tourism because if you're going to Indonesia, are you trying to watch a rap show that's not Indonesian? I mean, if you're a tourist, I get it. if you live in Indonesia and you want to see a hip hop show, it doesn't really matter if it's, you know, if it's if it's good, that's what matters. But if you're a yeah. tourist, would you want to see something local, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, they definitely have that out here. A lot of the venues out here, and it's the same in China. They have these clubs where, you know, there's just like the lounge areas and then they got the stage. There's no dance floor or none of that, you know. A lot of places are becoming are becoming more of that, where they have the lounge tables and chairs. So nobody's dancing anymore. It's not the same as it used to be, man. Yeah. 
Hey, what years were you in Shanghai? Uh, 2000, uh, 2017 to, to, no, 2000. Yeah, beginning of 2017. 2017. Yep. Did you ever go then to Cotton 2000. Club in Shanghai? Yeah, I've been to a few of those electronic clubs. Some of them. Oh no no! I meant, I meant Cotton Club. That was uh, no no. Cotton Club was a was like a blues like live blues music, and it was um, like a bunch of American artists, and it was oh, like, like a, a no, black, a black the, lady who was a I've singer. The, I know what you're talking about, and they had, yeah. had like the live performances with the live instruments. Yeah, I've been I've been there before. Um, but I think they call it, I think they gave it a different name. If it was the same no, spot, I think that we're talking I'm about. Talk, it, this, okay, sorry, man. We're, we're like cutting each other. But this this place, Cotton Club, it, it closed at one point. It might have closed right, right before you came. And uh, it was a blues bar. It was fucking awesome. But they had like a house band. It was it was a bunch of American artists playing blues and, and rock. And like some of it was a little jazzy. But it's mostly just like really good blues music. Are you and talking about like couldn't... downtown Shanghai when you go downstairs in the middle of that big place? I forgot the it name. was like, in the French concession. It was like yeah, Wai Hai Road. Where you go and down Fushima. and there's like a lot of venues or a lot of restaurants. No, nah, it was like on an old street. I think they. I think what you're talking about is uh, Jay Z Club, right? Yeah, yeah. I've been I've been there. Um, yeah, and okay. I heard some jazz yeah, think, music there. Yeah, I think those Cotton Club guys they they played a Jay Z after it closed. Their their bar mm-hmm. closed, and then they started having to. You know, outs go to, go to the outside. Go to the, the you know they were outsourced from the other clubs. Oh, okay. Now I definitely went there, and and the, and the feeling was definitely there. The jazz vibe was definitely there. The live instruments is just loud. Do they have anything like that in, in hmm? Indonesia? Do they have anything like that in Indonesia, and, like um, blues or Asian jazz live? So I actually, when I was in South Korea, I was actually um going to jazz um. The jazz um jazz spots and listening to jazz music. I like jazz sometimes. It's very uh, it's an occasional thing for me. Um, but uh, yeah, I definitely like jazz. Um, yeah, uh, Koreans are good at playing jazz music too. They have the, they definitely have that scene there too for the jazz lovers. Um, yeah, yeah jazz Japan as well as. Like like those Blue Note clubs, they they got into Japan and Korea pretty early. I think it's it's cool, man. I just I love how music it connects so many people. Like there's there's all this music that comes from America that's like largely like a like a black thing, you know, like blues or hip hop or you know a lot of the early rock and roll. And it in in a lot of those artists, like a lot of those black American artists, they're using instruments that were invented in Europe like a long time ago. You know, it's it's just all this huge mix of things coming together, and 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 then it resonates with people like in Japan, in Indonesia, and in China. It, it's so cool. Yeah, and music like definitely that. it's a communicate is definitely a cute communication method mechanism that brings people together. Yeah. So, Any, so what are your goals like? Music? Like career-wise, for you, you're you're an artist in 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 music. Like, what are your goals in terms of being that artist? Mm. 
can't really say now because I'm still striving for it, but it's just a network with people, network with as many people as possible and build what they're doing. But all those relations. Saying sure I'm sticking to the script of um rap coaches specifically, but also, you know, looking out for anybody in any other genre if you know, if needed. Because it's not, you know, I, I don't just know only about rap music, but that's what I watering it down, you know, to the highest plateau, you know. But I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I know people that, you know, play the guitar. I know people that have bands. I know people that do electronic music. I know people that play. I, I studied um, Asian culture. So, but, you know, but for my, my thing is just to focus on rap, connect with as many rap heads as possible and just connect all of us. So that it's international relations slash Asian culture, so that we can continue, you know, con- just one of my own team building on on top of that, you know. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Now I ask pretty much every guest who comes on the show about this. One thing that I like about being an expat is you meet a lot of weird, weird people, weird expats, other expats that are just. They're kind of people you wouldn't have met back home, you know, and they're just odd. They're characters and they're very odd. What, can you tell me about like the weirdest expat you ever met any time abroad? Expat from America? Or anywhere. Yeah, could be from anywhere. Weird expat. Um. I didn't. It was only like a like a one day thing where I met this expat. It was on the boat party, and on his boat party, this guy he was just telling me that he owned this company. I forgot what type of company it was, and I was just like, "Oh, okay, that's cool, that's cool." It, he wasn't a weird person, but it was just something that he said that was just super weird, and I'm just like, "What? That just came out of nowhere." So we're all just drinking like. I don't know, like this waiter, she's coming around with the glasses of wine. Everyone and everybody's drinking, having a good time. There's also more drinks on the table. There's a there's people playing music, classical music. There's people upstairs, downstairs on the boat. So everybody's having a good time. Everybody's dressed up nice and fancy. Um, so yeah, there were a lot of successful people on this um, on this boat. So. I'm going around introducing myself to everybody, saying, oh, oh, yeah, I own the elevator company. Oh, yeah, I got stocks in this. Oh, yeah, I own this business. Oh, yeah, I own this business. Oh, yeah, I do consulting for this and that. I'm like, oh, okay. Then I meet this one guy, and then he's just like, I'm like, oh, okay. So then we're in the group. It's like five of us. We're in a um, circle group. I didn't even, I'm like, all right, for sure. And then the guy, he, he gets a drink, and then he, I think it was like, what was it? It was it was on um, white wine. So he's drinking it. He's like, oh, this tastes like battery acid. I'm like, what? How do you know how battery acid tastes? What? So that was kind of a weird experience that I had around. I don't know. I found that weird about that. At, well, that you felt like he was like an imposter or something? Or what was so weird? No, about not like an imposter. Like just how people communicate being with, you know? Yeah. So, but as far as an imposter, uh, have I, have I, I see a lot of imposters. (laughs) 
Or you can get really sci-fi. I'm going to rough maybe, some feathers they're if like I talk alien. about that. I think I'm going to rough as some feathers if I talk about that. So. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. We don't need to be uh, yeah. causing drama. Okay, so you messaged me about how many countries you lived in. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to know that because there's something we do for every show. So how many countries, how many foreign countries was it? It was South Korea, Indonesia, China. Is that three? Yep. And then I visited. All right. Um, well, yeah, the visited that doesn't count, but this this is just this is a tradition. It's it's a it's a it's a process. It's it's everything. This is this is what makes a show. It's all about the all Mr. Right, Worldwide. Is that Pitbull? That's Pitbull, Mr. Worldwide. Pitbull used to rap in his early days too. Yeah, I just wanted to play that because Mr. Worldwide, aka Mr. Three Hundred Five. I just, I feel like everybody needs to aspire to be like him if they're an expat. You know, you got to, you got to be like, hey, I'm Mr. Worldwide, and I'm proud of. I don't know. I'm just talking shit right now. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm drunk. I'm drinking this sake tonight. But have you, dude? Have you seen that video recently? He's got a video where he's talking about like how people are overreacting to COVID, and that they need to like. I don't know, not be brainwashed and stuff, which I don't necessarily disagree with, but uh, it's controversial for a person like him to say that. I would say that, like a mainstream media figure to say that. It's a bit dangerous career-wise to say stuff like that. Yeah. Have you seen that? I fuck with Pitbull, though. I like his old Let me... Uh, you know, they take us out, we end up... Like, what's to go with all right, there it is. I, I want to play this, if you don't mind, real quick. Oh, dude, they, like, took it off of Twitter. All right, actually, I don't want to play this because it'll probably get my channel banned or something. Like, yeah, yeah, I was just like about people. To say that. I, I'm gonna definitely God. tune into that though later. Um, yeah, check that out later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he's right. I think he's right too. A lot of people are, um, I think, overreacting to it, but hmm. it has stopped. It has from allegedly people are saying people have passed away from it, and that's why they oh, have of course. to create these yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's a it's a disease. It's real. I mean, the flu yeah. is real. We don't react this way to the flu. When you're in the cipher, right? So it's just like I don't, I don't get why it's why it's such a why. Well, I mean, it it is it is deadlier for certain demographics. Yeah, I mean, it's deadlier for certain certain demographics. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I think like we've learned so much and now that the vaccines have been rolled out, I feel like, okay, guys, let's calm down. Let's get back to normal. Let's treat this like we treat the flu. We have flu shots for people who feel like they need to be protected. You know, we don't need to wear a goddamn mask everywhere anymore, do we? Like, really? Like, are we going to do this for the rest of our lives? (laughs) Like, come on. It's never going away. It's good. It's here. It's like the flu now. It's with us. It's it's our partner now. Yeah. Yeah, but... I agree with I agree with Pitbull to a certain extent, you know. Yeah. Um, well, stay safe, everyone. That's how stay you know. Safe. That's you know, yeah. 
Definitely. And I want to change the topic because I think I might. I don't want to get banned or shadow banned. Like they might do that on YouTube at least. It's not like I'm getting like millions of views anyway, but still, I don't want to hurt my chances. Well, okay, so I talked about weirdest expats with you that you met. You met a, a guy who, yeah, I think it was talk hard about, for, for, about for you to like, like battery acid. I, I think you, but, you must have felt something when you're with this guy that you can't communicate in the words. Cause it's like, okay, saying something tastes like battery acid, not a normal thing to say. If it was, right. if it tasted bad, you know, I could just see somebody saying that as a joke, but you must have, there must have been a vibe when you said it that made you feel something. I and was that's, just that's like, that's the, the most weirdest. random, most weirdest thing I've ever heard someone say. <laughs> so I'm like, what, what were you drinking when you, when you were younger? So well, I it know, might but, literally have been battery acid. I mean, that might just have been it. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, <laughs> There is, but you know, like there's like a couple of people out here, you know, few dick riders, you know. I don't. That's the one thing yeah. I don't like is like people supporting people. Some people dick ride, like they shut, like I don't know what I'm saying, you know. So it's like like dick riding is like they support something they know they don't like. So it's like, yo, why support that if you know you don't like it? Are you just trying to be nice? But it's like that's if it's something that you're not into that's dick ride so they're trying you know? to t turn their taste in music into their linkedin strategy it's like a, a networking opportunity to like something and to show appreciation for it is that the dick riding you're talking about yeah but they're going to an extent when it's overdoing I call them artists or multiverse <laughs> artists. Around a person's shoulder, you're doing all angles, the camera angles around the guy, and you're just doing that because, you know, like you're around somebody just for the giving yourself having just dick riding. Like I don't, I don't do the dick riding. I'm not gonna support something that I'm not gonna listen to, and I feel like that's dick riding if I'm supporting something that my homies. That's watch. That's on my feed. Going, this motherfucker know he don't listen to that shit. Why is he supporting that shit? Like that, you know. That's when motherfuckers know shit is skeptical. Like, nah, he don't usually be. He don't usually be doing that shit. Like, it's like a dick riding, you know. But yeah, yeah. that's the only thing I, I don't like about you know some people what people do. But yeah, besides that, you know, that's the only type of characters you know I don't really. You know, um, and besides that, uh, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna say the uh, expat that isn't like. I'm not gonna his name, but I'm just gonna give the the characters of it, like fake jewelry. I I don't rock fake jewelry, but I see why people do. Um. I feel like a lot more people are doing that now. They they like to wear the fake the, the big gold chain, but it's the fake gold chain from the <laughs> middle of the mall. <laughs> you know? It's like, yeah. yo, it's not high school no more. You, we, we, you don't you're not supposed to rock fake shit after high school. The fake diamond, all that, you know, it's going on nowadays. It's like, man, if you can't afford that's it. That's very just true, man. Buy silver. Just so I was a, I was an expat kid 
in the early 2000s. I, I was in Tokyo. I went to high school. And I went to China after I graduated, like the, like the week after we graduated. could take a little trip to Shanghai. This is in 2004. It was a much different place back then. And I got a fake Rolex. And when I went back to Tokyo, and we we're hanging out with the girls we went to high school with, and we we're and we were in Japan, so we were kids, but we could go to the club and party and stuff because they just really? were foreigners, they just didn't care. Yeah, yeah, it was a wild place to be a teenager. Like some kids were doing it younger, but when I was like sixteen, I was going to like nightclubs and drinking and dancing. Wow. And you know, Look and that was at the time. I think when hip hop was becoming very mainstream early 2000s and it was like 50 cent and little john this stuff was like mainstream charts and then the girls started dancing dirtier because that was what they were being shown i mean that's like that was in the music videos you get like a nelly video there's a lot of grinding and and and, and scantily clad people rubbing up against each other so that was going on when we were in high school so that watch got me a lot of nice grinding when I was in high school. It was it worked back then, but I don't mm. think it would work now. <laughs> I don't think anybody would give a shit. It won't work now. I'm like a bald 30-something-year-old you see a person, If you see a person with a Rolex, all right, take me to your crib. <laughs> oh, oh, this what? what? The crib don't match the Rolex, though. Hmm. So that can't be a That can't yeah. be a You know, that's all I'm saying, you know? Yeah, he's got like a Honda Civic or something, you know. Yeah, the car doesn't quite match the watch. Yeah, yeah. Had the jewelry match your lifestyle? That's all I'm saying. A lot of people, you could tell that it's fake if you, you know, you look deeper within the within the lens and you see, oh, I, I, he capping, he fronting, (laughs) he boosting, like you know, like stuff like that, you know. So. Yeah, but I don't blame anybody for doing it. A lot of people, some people have used the logic of, "Oh, faking it till you make it actually works." I'm like, okay, you keep doing that, fella. Keep doing that, my dude. I'm, I'm gonna be over here, you know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, I like, I, I like it. the, I like the status. <laughs> yeah, I like the status of where hip hop culture is going to right now. Um. Some people saying it's the most popular, um, the most popular um, genre in the world. I disagree. Multiverse music, multiverse genres, music, and pop music is the most popular music. Yeah, easily. Music, I think. But a lot of that's very hip hop adjacent now. You could say so. That's why maybe yeah, they would say that. They're mixing, we're infusing the hip hop with the pop and the. The R&B. Yeah, the music industry is so weird, though. I mean, it's all rigged, right? Isn't, like, the stuff that's, like, top 10 or whatever, it's it's manufactured to get to that place, right? I mean... Yep, yep. Right? Um, I think a lot of people are buying their their way into those billboards. With the with the companies that's backing them, like they're supposed to do, of course. Um, but for us independent artists, it's, it's a lot more difficult. Um, but yeah, previously people were telling me this about you know, it's good it's good to be signed. I mean, would I sign? Would I sign to a label? I don't know. It's a tough decision. It depends on the 
on the situation. But I don't, I don't say, oh, yeah, Indonesia, Indonesia's like see myself signing to anything no time soon because, you know, I'm kind of I'm most unreliable. But the whole time I was out here by myself in all these places, networking with everyone face to face. So that's enough for me, you know. Um, and yeah, that just, and from doing that, it's kind of giving me a bigger appreciation of the hip hop culture and seeing potential in it later in the future that is going to continue to, to be a thing and be a movement. So. Cool, man. So we've been recording for more than an hour and a half. I wanted to ask you something before we go off the air. Like, once this COVID stuff is over, is there anywhere in the region where you really want to take a holiday, like a vacation? Japan. Japan or Bali. Japan? No, take a, I want to take a vacation maybe to the Thailand beach or Bali. But to go to, definitely Japan. Japan is number one. Japan is the best. In, in Asia, for any tourist listening, the best place to go. Well, I have a feeling he was gonna, just going to say the best place to go is Japan. I have a feeling that's where he was going. The best place oh, wait, to go is South Korea. Yeah, Hong yeah, Kong. Yeah, you cut out again. So <laughs> You cut out. Huh? You cut out again. You were about yeah, to say the best place to go is, and then oh, it cut okay, out. So, all right. Yeah, let me say it. The top, the, from my experience, the, the, best pl- the top five places to go in that order, number five, Bangkok. Number four, Hong Kong. Number three, South Korea, Seoul. Number two, Shanghai. Number one, Tokyo. All right. And why Tokyo is number one? It's lit. It's a lot of stuff to do there. It's every it's for the architect for the architectural appreciation aspect. That's what you want to go there for. If you like. You like being around like the most lit shit ever and you like to do a lot of shit you like to um see a lot of things do a lot of shopping get the best out of your experience tokyo is it but for, yeah. for music for hit for rap culture for any artists wanting to branch out people for rap culture from my experience this is only mine everybody has a different experience I would. I, I can't say though that it definitely did. I say Tokyo has a good hip hop setting. Shanghai has a good hip hop scene, and um, where else? Uh, it's, it's so so has a is a, a okay hip hop scene, but yeah, definitely um and. It, Oh, cut out again. Oh my God. Indonesia, get your internet together, guys. Oh, hello. Sure. So yeah, um, yeah, for the hip hop scene, (laughs) for the hip hop scene, places in Asia, Tokyo, Shanghai, and South Korea. Yeah, dude. So I, I was telling you. I lived in Japan and I had that little fake Rolex thing, but I was there from 99 to 2004 and there was this group called King Ghidra. Do you, have you heard of them? Mm-mm. Yeah, they're fucking great. And they were, they were around much, much longer than, you know, I moved there in 99, but they were, 
quite popular in like the mid 90s and they they have really good music like i I recommend anybody if you like hip-hop and you if you're willing to step outside the the english-speaking world for hip-hop king ghidra is amazing and there's these two dudes zebra k-dub shine they're the two rappers that are in that group yeah zebra is one of the guys k-dub shine is the other dude the, I mean, the name is King Ghidra, which is the name of a monster in in Godzilla. But yeah, oh, this okay. is them. Oh, the thing is, oh, there's yeah, also there's the MF. Oh no, no, wait. There's the MF Doom thing. This is like MF Doom's alter ego, King Ghidra. There's another King Ghidra. Fuck, I think it's this one. Yeah, King Ghidra, G I D D R A, Japanese hip hop group. This yeah, album is from 1995. I don't know how to say this. It's a Japanese name, but it's fucking great. I'll send you the link later. It's a great uh, album, yeah, though. Sure. All right, is, is there anything you wanted to plug before we go off the air? Like anything to um, look out for coming up? I mean, or? Yeah, look out for my new EP coming soon. And what's the name of that again? Oh, shit. Shout out to my boy, Rambo Harv. Shout out to um, Tom. Which one? Oh, uh, dude, it cut out again. You are about to say the name of the single or the or the, or the, or the, or the mixtape. And something happened. But no, no, I said look out for my look out for my project coming in the summer. Shout mm-hmm. out to my boy, Rambo Harv. Shout out to Tone. Shout out to... Um, shout out to my boy... Um, K-Bart from South Korea. Shout out to all my, my, my little youngins rapping in Rochester. Shout out to Jay, my boy Heights, my, my video, my photographer in Shanghai. Shout out to everybody else in my rap head group. They know who they is. If you want to join the rap head group, send me a message. We'll send him a message. He cut out again. And that's Diaz, but it's D1. A Z underscore on Instagram. <laughs> or maybe you search his name Aaron Diaz. So yeah, that's the thing we got going on socially. Alright, yeah, you cut out again, but while you were cutting out I was I was plugging your Instagram while you cut out. But you cut out for like a minute again, dude. And right. it's just internet so shit. Yeah, but it's all good so people, yo, if you want to join my rap head group, it's on WeChat. So if you got WeChat, just send me a DM for college, you know. So uh, Get Instagram. WeChat. We can put you in the, in the rap head group. We always communicate about anything rap related. So yeah, we always welcome other people in the group. So. But if you really want to get in touch and you don't have WeChat, check out Aaron's Instagram here, dsd1az underscore. And let me play your song while we while we exit out of here. So you got this song. What's your purpose? Is there anything you want to say about this before we? end the show and play this out yeah man just appreciate it man because lyricism is, is prevalent but it ain't that prevalent so yeah definitely you know enjoy it and have a good listen man all right man well aaron thanks for coming on i think we can end it here i'll play your song but if you want to just exit out of zoom take care we'll, we'll chat later
that laid back shit. Yeah. Squatted a dolo, either way we mob. Somehow I landed where beautiful women wear her job. Seek answers of a lot of priests to constant sabotage. Seek out the tree of life before dropping the macintosh. At the job, rap written's layered, impeccable, respectable, professional. Word is profile, technical. Progression, though, seeing the privilege. Rap vultures, lessons grow. Progression, though, seeing the privilege. Rap culture, lessons grow. I'm no bigger than the message. Ride out music, cruise the city, you looking precious. The essence ain't bought corner pockets, both flex through the stretches. From the present to younger days, treacherous, living reckless. Niggas ain't shit without they homies, defending without goalies. I does this shit by my lonely for the have nots. Mad shots, beat my adobes, illustrate the art of rap by shell, feast my pierogies. What's your purpose though? If it's only for the money without the crap, it ain't worth it, bro. So what's your purpose, folk? I'ma do it with or without the show. Slipping words until it's curtains, so what's your purpose, yo? Nothing personal. I just kill it every time when the hearses grow. So what's your purpose, though? From the surface grow. Intellect irreversible to live a versus, bro. Different character, we can never be interfering, bruh. We handle ya, spinning tangibly for mouth sealed in the canister. Keep your stamina up, running shit in the land of the wicked and deceitful with nowhere left to retreat to. Cause these phone apps sleep, who be for the cause from the sweet too. Treat who vultures off the culture with more defeats due to my daily life and perseverance to reach who really do. Listen in tune, off the rip like a tomb. From the stone of my city, rock city really consume. Who I am from day one, crop many from goon. The rarity, clarity. Blocks really immune from now. We're my main thing, got us learning another from one merging the upper our life of lovers to wonder how to make it last. From the first place to the younger, leading them to navigating routes for the wheel burning rubber. What's your purpose though? If it's only for the money without the crap, it ain't worth it, bro. So what's your purpose for? I'ma do it with or without the shows. Put the words until it's curtains. So what's your purpose, yo? Nothing personal. I just kill it every time when the hearses roll. So what's your purpose, though? From the surface grow. Intellect irreversible to live a versus, bro. Alrighty, alright, alright. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening.